Good morning, good evening, everybody. These are the Knights of the Sound Table. This is Mari. This is Lydia. This is Drew. This is Stephanie. And here is part of the speech and debate team, because the Knights of the Sound Table is where we talk about speech and debate and whatnot. So today we'll be talking about how do we come up with new events? How do we even start speeches? So Drew, you're the coach. Why don't you explain a little bit about it? Um, okay, so when thinking about new events, we're talking primarily about the uh, 11 traditional speech events that are uh, offered at tournaments anywhere you go to in the country. So just as a reminder, that's uh, DI, prose, poetry, duo, and programmed oral interpretation, also known as POI for the oral interpretation events. For the platform address events, the things that really do look like speeches, they are after dinner speaking, persuasive speaking, informative speaking, and rhetorical criticism, aka communication analysis. And then for the limited preparation speeches, where you don't know your topics before you go to the tournament, uh, you have extemporaneous speaking and an impromptu speaking. And for any of the events that have to be memorized, so that's the oral interpretation stuff and the platform address speeches, we have to figure out what our topics are and write a whole speech or put together a whole performance before we actually take it to the tournament. And we usually start with something like, what do you like? What are you into? Uh, what kind of shows do you watch? What kind of movies are you interested in? And then also, you know, what kind of values do you have? What are some issues right now that you maybe have read something about or heard about in class that really speak to you? And after a lot of talking and research later, we finally land on a topic that we eventually develop into a performance later on. But in a rough sense, that's pretty much how it goes. And uh, I think we're lucky that Stephanie... Is at the very beginning of this process. Stephanie just got a prose. Uh, so if I'm not mistaken, Stephanie, you have a story. And if you don't mind, will you tell us a little bit about the story that you're trying to work for prose and why in particular it speaks to you? So the prose is about um, music, culture, and family. It starts with a young girl who is interested in music and her grandmother raised you, wants to pursue her dreams decides to go to a school farther away from home, which means that she has to leave. Her grandmother was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, so she was, she tends to remember things. What, what in particular uh, made it like stand out to you, made you like it? Um, the culture and family values. Um, I really value family as a Latinx um person um, and being able to talk about stories that um, talk about stories that talk it to you yeah talk to me <laughs> yeah 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 um, are really important and just being able to share the experience about being with and the experience of a family in connections and relationships are really important to me. That's great. That's great. And it doesn't um, need to be anything like bigger than that when you're first looking for something to start performing in this activity. It could just be the story really spoke to me. It's interesting. And uh, my job as a coach is to say, okay, I think we can make this work for competition or to be 
very plain and say, I don't think that'll work for competition. But with the story that you found, Stephanie, that'll definitely work for competition. Uh, Lydia, what about you? What was the uh, first topic for a speech that you remember finding and you were like, oh my gosh, this is so good? I had multiple topics that turned out to not be good. So <laughs> I, th- I thought they were good. Um, first topic that I found that was good that worked <laughs> was that I really liked because I did one freshman year, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> sophomore year, I did a piece or I did an informative speech on the sexual abuse that's still prevalent in women's gymnastics. I had watched the documentary Athlete A which was so, it was so beautifully made. It was a very, very good documentary. Did a, lo- a very good job at um, giving voices to the people whose voices had quite literally like been stolen for so long and kept down. So I talked, I just talked about um, how, like the history of the abuse and like why it still exists and what is mi- still minimally do- being done, but what is being done to try and prevent any of that from happening going forward. And uh, what event category was it? Informative. All right. Yeah. Mari, same question to you. So I remember both of the speeches that I came up with on my freshman year. My persuasive, because, yeah, so far most of my speeches has been persuasive. Uh, (laughs) I'm too opinionated. You should not say, okay, let's do something about it. (laughs) So the first one was a persuasive about zero tolerance policy and the separation of immigrant family. Focus said on the detention center for children. My other piece my freshman year was a poi, and it was about how it felt having to translate for your parents in medical settings. Now, both of these topics really spoke out to me because I'm an immigrant myself, I'm Latina, and I wanted to share a little bit of my culture in this setting. Yeah, great. And um, as for me, the first topic I ever did in speech, it was a rhetorical criticism about this show that used to come on BET, which if you don't know, is Black Entertainment Television, called We Gotta Do Better. And the show basically made fun of people who were impoverished, made fun of all the ways in which people try to make things work in their life, whether it's try to pull off a a certain fashion trend or to make something in their home work, but they don't have all the resources and the means to make it happen. Uh, The show would take like clips from the internet, whatever, kind of like Tosh.0, and just like make fun of people. And so the whole speech was criticizing, does the deconstruction of all the things that you're seeing in the show uh, show an accurate picture of the people involved? And um, I only found that show, or I only found the topic because I watched the show randomly one night at 11 p.m. And I was like, this is crazy. That's it. Topics literally come from anywhere. Yes, definitely a speech and debate while we keep it appropriate. Pretty much any topic can work around a speech. I'm looking forward next year to doing a piece involving kind of what has been my experience as a Latina in the forensic community. Even though I still don't know, Drew, we're doing this as an interp, so as a poi or something like that, as an at the band, or do I just want to do an, like an informative, yes. like an ADS? <laughs> do it all. I, all of them. Yeah, okay. it's your, it's your choice. All. It's your choice, Mari. Yeah. Although, although you did raise something good. We often don't reuse a single topic 
uh, in the same year, or let's say any of the topics you heard from us uh, that that we have done in one year of competition, we would not redo that same topic just in different ways the next year. Um, uh, one single topic might have a lot of layers that you can peel back and explore, but if I one year do a speech about electric cars, the next year I shouldn't do a speech about electric cars. But also, you should not do a speech about electric cars because <laughs> uh, that's not good. But anyway, that's there's a just so episode. many things we have seen in tournaments yeah, that yeah. oh wait that just to say we wonder who who approved that topic. Okay, okay, this is this might be a fun <laughs> way to end it. Then, what is a topic that has made it to a speech tournament, and you're like, how, how? Oh please, did it make it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So in ADS, which is supposed to be funny, like supposed to be funny, okay? And it's not it's not like a funny at like how did this happen kind of funny. It's like it's supposed to be genuinely funny. And this guy got up and he gave a speech that was basically I am the only man to do more than one thing. You all wish you were me. Also, I hate Beyonce and Kelly Clarkson because they only do one thing. Um, also, why doesn't chivalry still exist? And that was it. Like, that was the whole speech. <laughs> and it was like, he, well, so we all thought that he was, because the joke he made was like, I used to talk about, like, girls with my football friends. And everybody in the room was like, oh, and the joke is that he's gay. And then he never, and then that never came. That he never said it. And I was like, does he know that I know? Does he know? Is he? Does he know? Um, but basically, he just like for ten minutes was just like ripping on people for being like having a specialized interest and having like specialized talents and ripping on Beyonce for it. And I was like, it was just like so bizarre. And then I had to see it not once but twice. And it's he made worth, it to finals. Yeah, it was worse the second time because I knew it was coming. Like. And he read it from note cards. It was just all around a miserable experience. And he did it from a podium as he, he yeah, was, like, it was mayor, just like, like a presidential speech it was or just something like that. All around terrible, terrible experience. And do you remember that one joke that he keep making? Like that men nowadays are just one trick ponies. Oh, yeah. We only know how to do one thing. Um, ain't, I'm the only one who's ever double majored or yeah. played a sport yeah. and done theater. Yeah. You've never heard of that. Yeah. I do. That. I don't. Yeah. Man, you're not. You're not. Man. Okay. Yeah. He compared himself to Da Vinci. Yeah. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> to like Michelangelo. Like. Also, I just want to say, Da Vinci was not doing speech tournaments. <laughs> da Vinci is yeah, getting paper. Yeah, I'm like, this is anyway. what. Okay. I was like, I know mom told you you're special, but like, you're taking that a little too literally. <laughs> Um, so that was just all around. Oh, my God. So strange to witness. That's so good. <laughs> just to say that one speech was a speech that we'll never forget. Mm -hmm. And just a shout out to our freshman, Miguel, who told this competitor that we're always looking for new members. <laughs> he was trying to recruit him one day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But the funny thing was that everybody on the bus had a story about him. Like, nobody didn't experience this man. It was like, Rody had... That's where the phrase, they kids on they phones came from, was him. Him! It was like, well, Rody was imitating him, but it was but like... I didn't know that, though. Yeah, okay. it was like every single person on that bus, like, interacted with him <laughs> while we were gone. I didn't knew that Rody I think Michael interacted... I was like, everybody interacted with him. And it was just like the same negative experience of, like, who let this man stand up and say... All of that. <laughs> Who allowed that to happen? 
And he That's was, my story. Yeah, he was literally an stamper because Miguel uh, also had a story about him meeting Charles. Also had one like, oh, um, like, no hate to this competitor, but his actions, his speeches yeah. that day market the whole Mayan University <laughs> <laughs> speech and debate team forever. This is the one, these topics are the ones that we haven't been able to forget just yet. Look, you never know what you're going to say. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Yeah, uh, like when we literally say anything can be on a speech, anything can be on a speech. Like yeah. when I remember this one, I think it was also on ADS, but it was on a speech about the religion of the flying pasta monster. Okay. Yeah, like the religion. Uh, uh, to say, yeah. they explain it that instead of saying amen, you say ramen. Okay, you know what? <laughs> you know what? Hey, at least this one was funny. That I think I have heard. That well, is heard a genius joke. Of, <laughs> I've heard about that topic like outside of a speech. No, I but I promise that, that like, this speech was cafeteria. actually funny. That's, this speech was actually. That's funny. funny. That's fu- mm-hmm. I mean, ramen. That's that's funny. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'll never look at a bowl of ramen the same. Um, there, I may have told y'all this story before, but it was like my. So it's my junior year as a competitor, and there was a debater that decided to just put a poi together for the state tournament, but they did not really do interpretation. They did debate. Well, the whole program was about bullet wounds, which then led this person in the middle of the round to lift up his shirt and to show us his bullet wound. It was not active. He was not actively bleeding. He served time in the military. And, and, and though, when I tell y'all, it is specifically about bullet wounds. There was nothing in the program about getting shot, but there was a lot about bleeding, being open, uh, the kind of bullet it was, how it's lodged. And he did pretend to be a surgeon doing surgery on himself. To get the bullet wound out. It was it was it was thugged out. I don't know why, but that reminded me of the story when I mentioned ghost guns of the guy who brought a ghost gun like through yeah. security or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um uh yeah, it was 3D printed guns, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 3D printed guns and and or that was strictly what their speech was about. And uh they 3D printed a gun, oh. brought all the pieces of it onto a plane. And then assembled it once they got to the hotel and then brought this thing to the tournament. What? Which it should really insane. tell you more about airport security than anything. It should <laughs> tell you more about... That's more what I'm focused <laughs> on. And this wasn't that long ago. This is like two, three years ago. Like, it's not Ooh, that long ago. Airport security existed. Yeah. TSA was, was there. TSA is not ready for 3D printing. Anyway, uh, they don't have that. Anyway, anyway. Yeah, jokes aside, I should have... If you have been with us at this point, uh, yeah, topics can look in many ways, shapes, and forms. A speech, it does have some limits because there is a stuff that like shouldn't be brought up. Mm-hmm. We're not going to bring it up. But other stuff, we definitely feel this is something that we need to talk about. So that is why we're constantly bringing this up. So for close, before closing this, Stephanie, Anything that you're looking forward for next semester as we start a new season and we're preparing for that? 
opening up to more um, stories, and I do want to do a DI, so look out. Okay. <laughs> so you're an intern kid so far. Hopefully. Okay. <laughs> and that's how it begins. <laughs> okay. Any closing thoughts, comments? Do speech. Yeah, join a speech and debate. Please come to our showcases in and, the future. And then print more money. <laughs> print more money. Can we end every episode with print more money? <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, the Knights of the Sound Table is a K O S D, so cost. You know, costs are going up. Supreme because more money. costs are going up. We need to print. Did you hear that bar that Mari just did? <laughs> did you hear? She said K O S T. It's the cost. Costs are going up. <laughs> that sounded like the slam poetry from twenty. Hey, I actually did. I, I did the slam poetry. I'm that's an interpreter. That's right. So. That's right. That's right. Okay, that. And this is how it ends another episode of the Knights of the Sound Table. Thank you so much for joining us today. And if you want to hear more of things like this, please stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you and have a good one.